Walls of Remote Show, Alice in Wonderland. Chapter 2 The Pool of Tears. Cruiser, Cruiser, cried Alice. She was so much surprised for that moment she quite forgot to speak good English. Now I'm opening out like a largest telescope that ever was. Goodbye, feet. For when she got down at her feet, they seemed to be almost out of sight. They were now getting so far off. Oh, my poor little feet. I wonder who will put on your shoes and stockings for now, dears. I shall. I shan't be able. I shall be a great deal far better off to trouble myself about you. You might manage the best way you can. But it might be kind to them. Alice, or perhaps they wouldn't walk the way I want them to go. Let me see. I'll give you them a new pair of boots every Christmas. And she went on planning to herself how she would manage it. They might be, go by carriage, she thought, and how funny it would seem sending presents to one's feet. Uh, how odd the directions look. Alice's right foot, Esquire, he freaked rug, near the fender, with Alice's love. Oh dear, what nonsense I'm talking. Just then, her head struck against the roof of the hall. In fact, it was now more than nine feet high. And at once she looked, at, she at once looked up the little golden key and carried, hurried off to the garden door. Poor as, there was so much as she could do, lying down on one side, to look through into the garden with one eye, but to get through was more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry again. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, said Alice. A great girl like you, she might well say this. Go on, crying in this way. Stop this sudden, this moment. I tell you, but she went all the same, shedding gallons of tears, till there was a large pool around her almost four inches deep and reaching far down to the hall. After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance and hastily dried her eyes to see what was coming. It was a white rabbit returning the splendidly dressed, a pair of white kid gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He came trotting along in a hurry, muttering to himself as he came, Oh, the princess, the duchess, the duchess, oh! Don't be so savage if I kept her waiting. Alice felt so desperate that she was already ready to keep her help of anyone. So when the rabbit came near, she began in a, t- a low, timid voice. If you please, sir. The rabbit stirred, startled violently, dropped the white gloves and the fans, scurried away in the darkness as hard as he could. Alice looked up, took the fan and gloves up, as, and as the hall was very hot, she began fanning herself all the time. She kept on talking. Dear, dear, how queer everything is today, and everything goes, things went, oh, just as usual, I wonder, if I'd been ever changed in the night. Let me think, was it the same when I got up this morning? I almost think I can remember feeling a little bit different. But if that's not the case, saying the next question is, 
Who in the world am I? Uh, oh, what's the great puzzle? And she began thinking over all the children she knew that were the same age as herself to see if she could have changed any been changed but for any of them. I'm sure not Anya, she said, for her hair looks in such ring goes in such long ringlets and mine doesn't go in ringlets at all. <coughs> I'm sure I'm not Mabel, for I know all sorts of things and she oh no, not such as uh, very little. Besides, she 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 and I am I. Oh dear, how puzzling it is. I tried to know all things I used to know. Let me see. Four times five is twelve, and four, four, four times six is thirteen, and four times seven is, oh dear, I shall never get to twenty at that rate. However, the multiplication table isn't significant. Let's try geography. London is the capital of Paris. Paris is the capital of Rome, and Rome, oh no, let's fill Rome. I'm certain I might have changed, but for Mabel. I'll try and say, well, how doth doth look little? She crossed her hands on her lap as if she would say lessons and began to repeat it, but voice sounded hoarse and strange, and words did not come the same as they should used to be. How doth little crocodile improve his shining tail? Pour the waters of Nile on the golden scale. How cheerful he was, seems to grin! How neatly spread his claws! Welcome, little fishes, with generally smiling jaws. I shouldn't. I am sure they are not the right words, said poor Alice. Her eyes filled with tears again as she went on. I must be Mabel after all. I shall have to go and live in a poor, poky little house, and next to have next to no toys with me, and oh, never go to any lessons to learn. No, I must make my mind up about it. If I am able, I shall stay down here and not be used. Be no use then putting their head down and saying, "Come on again, dear." I shall look upon, look up and say, "Who am I then? Tell me that first, and then, if I'm going to be that person, I'll come up. If not, I shall stay where here now and nobody else. If to I'm somebody else, but oh dear," cried Lannis, with a sudden burst of quick tears. I do wish they would put their heads together down. I'm very tired of being all alone here. As she said this, she looked down at her hands. They were and was surprised to see that she had put on one of Rabbit's little kid gloves while she was talking. How could I have done that? She thought. I must be growing some more again. She got up and went to the table to measure herself by it and found out least nearly as as found out nearly as she would, could guess. She was now about two feet tall. It was going on shrinking rapidly. It was such, she found out that the cause of this was a fan she was holding. And she dropped it hastily, just in time to avoid drinking altogether. That was a narrow escape, said Alice, and a good deal frightened at the sudden change, but very glad to find herself still in existence. And now for the garden. She ran at all speed back to the little door, but alas, the little door was shut again, 
and little golden cubes lying on the grass table or before, and things were worse than ever, thought the poor, the poor child. But I never was so small as this before, never. I declare it's not bad, not that bad, but that is. As she, she said these words, her foot slipped, and in another moment, splash, she went was up in a chin of sea water, sea water, salt water. Her first idea was to, was that she somehow fallen in the sea, and in case gone back, uh, in that case, I could go back by railway. She said to herself, Alice had been to the seaside once in her life, and come to a general conclusion, wherever you go in the English coast, if you'll find a number of bargaining machines on the sea. The children did it in the sand, the way the wooden pallet space, a row of lodging houses, and behind them railroad station. However, however, she soon made out that she was in the pool of tears which she had wept when she was nine foot high. Oh, I wish I had cried so much, said Alice, as she swam about trying to find a way out. I shall be punished if I, if not now, I suppose, by being drowned in my own tears. It will all be queer thing for sure, however everything is queer today. Just then she heard something splashing about in the pool. A little way off she swam nearer to make out what it was. At first she thought it was a walrus or a hippopotamus, but then she remembered how small she was now, and she soon made it out that it was only a mouse and that slipped in like herself. Would it be of any use now? She thought I to speak to the mouse. However, is not the way. Everything is not here, out of the way here. And that I should think very little can it can talk. At any rate, what's any harm in trying? She began to. She began. Oh, mouse. Do you know the way out of this pool? I'm very tired of swimming around here. Oh, mouse, Alice thought there might be a right way to dress it. Speaking of the mouse, she'd never done such a thing, a little thing, before, but she remembered having seen her brother's Latin grammar a mouse or a mouse, not a mouse. A mouse, oh, mouse. The mouse looked up at her rather inquisitively and seemed to give her a wink with one of its eyes, but it said nothing. Perhaps it didn't understand English. She doesn't understand English, thought Alice. I dare say it's a French mouse coming over from William the Conqueror. For all her knowledge of history, Alice has no very, no very clear notion how long ago <coughs> everything had happened. So she began again. That was the first sentence in French lesson, French book. Mouse came to suddenly out of the water and seemed to shiver all over in fright. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice, occasionally afraid that she had hurt the poor animal's feelings. I am quite forget you didn't like cats. Cats? Not old cats, cried the mouse in a shrill, pressed voice. Would you like mouse cats if I were you and me? Well, perhaps not. Well, perhaps not, said Alice in a soothing tone. Don't be angry about it. And yet I wish I could show you my cat, Delilah. Delilah. I think you'd like, quite a fancy the cats if you like, would only see her. She's such a dear little quiet thing. Alice went on, half to herself, 
as she swam lazily around the pool, as she sits perilously so nicely to the fire, licking her paws, washing her face. She's such a soft thing, the nurse. She, she, she's such a thick capital one for catching mice. Oh, I beg your pardon, cried Alice again. By this time the mouse was pressing all over, and she felt certain it being rather was really, might be really offended. You couldn't talk about her, her any more if you'd rather not. Well, well, indeed, cried the mouse, who was trundling down to the end of tails. As I might all take the subject on such as you, Darling, my family always hated cats. Nasty little vulgar things. Don't let, don't let me remember the name again. I don't understand, said others. Great hurry to change the subject of conversation. Are you are you fond of dogs? The mouse did not answer. So Alice went on eagerly. There is such a nice little dog near my house, I should like to know like should like to show you. A bright little bright little eye terrier, you know. Oh such cur long curly hair. It fetch things that you throw them. Sit up a bed up with dinner. All sorts of things. I can't remember half of them. He belongs to a farmer, you know. He says it's useful. It's worth it's it's worth a hundred pounds. He sit. It says it kills all the rats. And oh dear! Cried Alice in a sorrowful tone. I'm afraid I'm offended it again. For the mouse was swimming away from her hard as it could, and make, making quite a commotion in the pool as it went. So she called softly. Uh, she called us shortly after the mouse dear. Miles dear, do you do come up back again? I won't talk talk about cats or dogs either. If you don't like them, when the mouse heard this, it turned around and swam back to her. Its face was pale with passion. Alice thought it said in low, trembling voice, Well, let's get together for sure, and then I'll tell you my history. And you used to stand saying, Why it is I hate cats and dogs? It was hard time for the pool to get. It was high time to go, for the pool was getting crowded with the animals, the birds and animals that had fallen into it. There were duck and dodo, young. It was high time for them to go to the hall again. Crowded and animals had fallen in. There was a duck and a dodo, a low, low leaglet, and several other curious creatures. Alice led the way, and the whole party swam to the shore.